Good morning. How are you doing? Yeah? This whole year, going back to January, we have been looking at the Bible, which is really good because it's the Word of God. But we've been looking kind of at different aspects of it. We've been looking at it as the big picture, God's big story from beginning to end. We spent some time looking at the six acts of scripture. Um, We looked at some individuals within the Bible. We've looked at some specific books. Who remembers doing acts? Wasn't that great? Anybody want to do that again? Read a whole book as a church? Yeah? Wasn't it brilliant getting the blog every day written by a different person? We'll do it again. It was, it was cool. Can we do it again? Yeah. There we go. He says yes. Um, we looked at wisdom literature over the summer. We also, do you remember the videos we used? The how to read the Bible videos from the Bible Project. And they kind of talked about all the different types of literature within the Bible. There's some really, really good stuff. And actually, if you um, do what I did and check the website just to look back at what it is we've done this year, you can listen through to lots of those again. Um, they're, they're fab. And so we've done some of the big picture stuff. We've done some books. And this little section that we're doing over the next couple of weeks is a bit more practical. At least that's the idea. Um, how I read the Bible what do I do? How can maybe some of my ideas help inspire you or vice versa? Um, Or you'll hear my idea and you'll be like, oh, I'm going to do the opposite of that. Um, And then you've got a new idea. Hooray. So we're talking about the Bible. Um, Last week, Joy came and she put her Bible on the the lectern here. And her Bible was so big and heavy that it the whole lectern fell down like this. If you weren't here, it was very funny. Um, So I've brought a much smaller Bible and put it over behind me. I love the Bible. I love this book. Um, It is a book full of life, hope, inspiration, and challenge. It's relevant. It's transcendent. It's active. It's real right now. It's like... It's a love letter from God, and it's an adventure story where I'm the main character. Um, One of the books that was recommended to me was this one. It's called Storylines, and it's a book that helps us look at that big overview of the Bible. And one of the things they say in here I thought was really good is, you can't get to know God without reading the Bible. Yeah, I mean, I think that definitely deserves a big nod. It's, it's, kind of, it's just right there. You can't get to know unless you read it. Um, there's more in this book than just that, so um, I recommend you read it. I've got another one as well. I'll tell you about that later. The Bible reveals God's heart, and it reveals your place within God's heart. That's what this book does. Um, when I was thinking about this, there were, there's two questions that I ask myself when I'm reading the Bible. I was in youth a few weeks ago, and they just got the kind of like the full flow of my frustration with the parables. Um, I find Jesus' parables really confusing. If you were in youth, you'll know because you were just like... 
I find them really confusing, but reading my way through confusing bits of the Bible, I ask myself these questions. Reading my way through the really nice, easy bits of the Bible, I ask myself these questions, and these are, this, if you hear nothing else this morning, remember this, and then you can all go and have a coffee. I ask, what does this reveal of God's heart? And what does it say about my place within it, within his heart? That's what the Bible is trying to tell us. That's the story it's unraveling. And I thought I'd read you something from my favorite translation of the Bible right now. Um, One or two of you might recognize the front cover of this Bible. Many of you won't, but this is the Jesus storybook Bible. Um, It's the one that we read with Annie, um, who's three. And most recently, this is the translation of the Bible that has spoken most directly to my heart. It's not the only version I read, but let me read this to you. Um, It's taken from Psalm 19 and Hebrews 1, and they've kind of been stuck together to introduce the Bible. It's called The Story and the Song. The heavens are singing about how great God is, and the skies are shouting it out. See what God has made. Day after day, night after night, they are speaking to us. God wrote, I love you. He wrote it in the sky and on the earth and under the sea. He wrote his message everywhere because God created everything in his world to reflect him like a mirror, to show us what he's like, to help us know him, to make our hearts sing. The way a kitten chases her tail, the way red poppies grow wild, the way a dolphin swims, and God put it into words too and wrote it in a book called the Bible. Now, some people think the Bible is a book of rules, telling you what you should and shouldn't do. The Bible certainly does have some rules in it. They show you how life works best. But the Bible isn't mainly about you and what you should be doing. It's about God and what he has done. Other people think the Bible is a book of heroes, showing you people you should copy. The Bible does have some heroes in it, but as you'll find out, most of the people in the Bible aren't heroes at all. They make some big mistakes, sometimes on purpose. They get afraid and they run away, and at times they are downright mean. No, the Bible isn't a book of rules or a book of heroes. The Bible is most of all a story. It's an adventure story about a young hero who comes from a far country to win back his lost treasure. It's a love story about a brave prince who leaves his palace, his throne, everything to rescue the one he loves. It's like the most wonderful of fairy tales that has come true in real life. You see, the best thing about this story is it's true. There are lots of stories in the Bible but all the stories are telling one big story. The story of how God loves his children and comes to rescue them. It takes the whole Bible to tell this story. And at the center of the story, there's a baby. 
Every story in the Bible whispers his name. He's like the missing piece in a puzzle, the piece that makes all the other pieces fit together. And suddenly, you can see a beautiful picture. And this is no ordinary baby. This is the child upon whom everything would depend. This is the child who would one day... But wait, our story starts where all good stories start, right at the very beginning. And then you get to read the whole Bible. Isn't that beautiful? If you haven't come across this before, and you know someone who has a small child, buy it for them, read it first, and then give it to them. (laughs) That, for me, reading my way through some of those Bible stories has shown me an entirely different viewpoint on the stories, on God's big story, on Jesus who is woven through every single one of those stories, and it does it with beautiful pictures as well. So that's a bonus. Okay, how I read the Bible. I don't. Um, Well, actually, I mean, this is when I started writing my notes. That's what I wrote down. Um, (laughs) And then I thought I'd better write, say something a bit more than that. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. I I do not have a sort of a well-disciplined, strict Bible reading habit in my life right now. What I do have is a very active three-year-old, two jobs, um, a kitchen to keep clean, plus all the rest of the house, and um, far too much time spent on social media. Uh, That's what I do have going on in my life. And I've got a relationship with God And I do get to know him through reading the Bible. But for me right now, my Bible reading doesn't look like every morning or every evening because I'd fall asleep, both of those. I also, I don't do it at lunchtime because I'm eating then. Um, Sometimes I use audio books and I listen to the Bible. Sometimes I'll read a bit on my phone. Sometimes I'll I'll read it with friends. Sometimes I'll just read one verse. Sometimes I'll read a whole chapter. I've tried that thing where you read it really quickly to try and get through as much of it as possible. You don't really, well, I don't really take a lot of it in, but I do feel like I can tick the box of, yes, I've read 15 chapters today. Um, I've read them whilst also, you know, watching CBeebies in the corner. (laughs) Or, you know, sometimes I just read one verse, but that verse is enough. So... You know, you might be the kind of person who has a very disciplined schedule. You might, that might suit you, it might not. I'm just saying, I don't think there's a right way to do it. I'll talk a bit more about that later. Um, But I don't read the Bible, not really. I wrestle it. Not literally, not often. But I do. I wrestle with this book. I find it difficult. I ask questions. I feel uncomfortable. I disagree with it, and then I change my mind. And sometimes I'll change my mind again. I struggle with it. And it's all okay. Um, I've had to, I've really thought this through. Um, and the, the issue is that there's this phrase that keeps popping up in my head the authority of scripture. Have you heard that? Yeah, you kind of get what I mean by that. Um, One time I went to a a prayer meeting and there was a girl there walking around praying with a Bible on her head. And she did it for about an hour. 
And when the, when the prayer meeting finished, I went and I asked her, I was, what, are you, what are you doing? And she, she, she told me, she said, I, I really felt I just needed to come under the authority of Scripture. So I wanted to put the Bible on my head to represent that I was coming under the authority of Scripture. And when she said it to me, I mean, first of all, I just thought, okay, um, <laughs> great, very literal, but, but good. Um, but something about that phrase kind of just sat uncomfortably with me. Um, there's verses in the Bible, there's one, um, Deuteronomy, there's a couple of times it says, do not add or take away from the commands of the Lord. And it, it feels quite heavy and strict and the word authority something in it for me feels a little bit like I'm I'm getting bound up in something I'm getting wrapped up in something and I want to break out of it and I don't really know and I'm not sure I can even really put words to it but there's a sense there's a feeling I get of just feeling "Mm." so I looked it up the authority of scripture Turns out it's not in the Bible. That phrase isn't in the Bible. There is this brilliant verse in Timothy that says, all scripture is God-breathed. It comes from the mouth of God. But what else was God-breathed? Me. God breathed into me. He breathed his life into me, his freedom into me. I don't think scripture is something heavy that binds us up, that we have to live underneath in a you don't question it, you just do it. I don't think that's the way God meant the Bible to be read. I don't think that's the way God meant the Bible to be applied. The Bible is an ancient text. It's super old. It's older than anybody in this room. It's really old, and it was written for people centuries ago, by people centuries ago, and my brain, my modern brain, that can work a smartphone and update Facebook, sometimes it struggles to link into a book that was written that long ago. And that's okay. I think it's okay for my brain to ask those questions and to struggle with it and to have to translate it and figure out what it means in my context, in my modern day. Sometimes I have to understand more of the context of where Jesus was and what he was saying. If you were at youth, that's exactly what we talked about. We talked about the context and how that makes a difference. Um, but there's, there's more to it than that. I think it's okay to ask questions. I think it's okay to take the Bible and kind of shake it a little bit and be like, ah, I don't understand you! Because if the Bible is God's truth, if the Bible is revealing God's heart to us and God is as big as he says he is, then he's big enough to face my questions and he's big enough to answer them. Now there's another brilliant book. Um, where's Rachel? Rachel has just been my like, I just went to her for all the books and all the help. Um, I love Rach. Rach loves the Bible. And one thing she said to me years ago actually is she loves that this Bible, our book, it stands up to scrutiny you can pull it apart, put it all back together, and it still reveals God's heart. Um, She recommended a book. It's by Krish Kandar. It's called Paradoxology. 
It's a really good one. I don't have it with me because I bought it on my Kindle, so I'll put it on here. But um, he says this. I'm going to read it to you. He says, often we are taught, or at least we pick up by osmosis, that Christian maturity means giving confident, slick answers without a hint of uncertainty. But this is simply wrong. False assurance is no assurance at all. And taking time to tackle the difficult passages of the Bible head-on may, in fact, be exactly what we need to help strengthen and life-proof our faith. If what we believe is true, it will stand up to questioning. I have questions. I have questions about the Bible. I've got lots of questions. I've got questions about my questions. And so I ask them. I discuss. I read. I pray. I wrestle, I learn, and through it all, first and foremost, I seek God's heart. That's what I do. I don't read the Bible, I wrestle with it, and I think that's okay. And if you've ever felt like it's not okay to question the Bible, if you've ever felt like you were doing the wrong thing in a Bible study by going, "Uh, but I'm not sure about that bit then I just think God wants to release you of that right now. Just, it's okay. It's okay to ask questions. It's totally fine. God's big enough. Not that it's not okay to walk around with a Bible on your head, but it's freedom. That's what there is. Freedom. Woohoo! Yay! Good. Okay, number one. Number two, I don't know where we are. I don't read the Bible. I explore the Bible. I wanted an outfit for this one, but I don't have an outfit. I wanted like a, the Indiana Jones hat. Um, I don't have it, so you can just imagine it on my head. Um, I explore the Bible. I've got a really cool picture. Let's see if it's there. Oh, this is a piece of artwork. It's kind of tricky to see, but it's made up of about 15 different layers of glass. And each of the layers have got their own little bits painted onto them. And as a whole, when you look at it from the front, you see an entire picture of a tree. But if you were just to take out one layer, what you would see would just be a a cross-section of part of the picture. You wouldn't see the whole thing. Um, this This is some of how I understand reading and exploring the Bible. I think that we grow when we discover new perspectives, when we discover different perspectives. Some of the ways that I've done this are most recently listening to the Bible Project podcasts. They're really good, they're amazing, and I have learned all kinds of incredibly in-depth things about the Bible that there is no way I ever would have learned if I hadn't listened to somebody much cleverer telling me. Um, And they have shifted my perspective. They've given me some more depth and understanding of certain passages in the Bible. Um, Watching the videos does the same thing. Really, really good. Uh, Different translations of the Bible or paraphrases give us a different perspective on a certain passage or a certain story. And they help us to view things slightly differently. They give us maybe a fuller picture. Um, my favorite paraphrase or translation right now is the Jesus Storybook Bible. 
There's the Passion Translation, there's the Message, there's the Street Bible if you want to be really cool and down with the kids. Um, you, can, you can flick your way on your Bible app through seven or eight different translations with the touch of a button. There are websites where you can lay them all up next to each other on your screen and just read them all. And with each one, you gain another perspective, another layer of that picture. Um, there are some amazing books out there, as well as the ones that I've already recommended, and this one here called Why Trust the Bible. It's another very good one if you're asking questions about the Bible. They all help give us another perspective, a bit more depth, a bit more, another one of these layers of the picture. Um, then there's some really great fiction books. Um, a shout out to Rach again, who recommended Phoebe to me. I can't remember who wrote it now. Who wrote it? Can you remember? Yeah, Paula Gooder. Gooder? Yeah, she's a theologian, but she wrote a novel called Phoebe about the character Phoebe in the New Testament. Wow, has that just enriched my understanding and my view of reading some of Paul's letters. Amazing. Um, even, dare I say it, blockbuster movie Noah. Anybody remember that? It's like, I mean, it's pretty, it's quite intense and there's a lot of water. Um, you <laughs> There is. And you do, like, I mean, I kind of watched it, like, behind the sofa almost. But um, it has enriched the way that I read Genesis. It really has. It's given me, I'm quite a visual person, it's given me some images and some ideas to throw into the mix. Um, it all reveals God's heart. All of it. Um, teaching and discussion in the, within church and small groups, the movie nights, all the things that we've been doing, they all help to give you another layer, another picture. Go to a Bible college, go do KST, do the new one that's starting in Worcester in September? Uh, January, in January. Um, it's, yeah, we'll tell you about it. <laughs> it's probably the city news, actually. Um, it's Yet another layer, layer on layer on layer on layer on layer. They introduce more and more and more perspectives to give us a fuller picture of what God is saying, of God's heart. Your viewpoint, your own gifting, the way that you tick is completely unique. And that's a good thing. Sometimes, sometimes people say, oh, you're, you're very unique. And it's sort of... It, it can, it can feel a bit like, oh, sorry. Sorry I'm so unique. I'll try and be a bit more normal. But this is a good unique. When I read the Bible, one of the things I do is I just get really into the characters, really into the stories. I read it a little bit like I'm watching EastEnders. Um, it's like, oh, the story of Esther. That is like, oh, there's so much in there, and it just blows my mind with the people and the storyline and how did Esther feel? Um, Daniel, I mean, wow, that is like, what a life. That's make an epic saga for Netflix. Maybe they could make it. Um, Joseph and his coat. I know that there's all the songs, but there's so much more to that story when you really get into it. He's betrayed by his brothers, and they're like, at the moment, they're about to murder him. Then somebody's like, oh, no, let's not murder him. Let's just sell him into slavery. I mean, what? Mind blown. Um, 
I love it. That's, when I read the Bible, that's some of what I'm doing in my head is I'm kind of acting out those stories. That's my own personal gift to you, is you, sometimes, when I'm up here, you get to be invited into the wonderful world that is my brain, um, and, and I can download a little bit of that for you. Not many other people, I think, read the Bible quite like me, um, and nobody else reads the Bible quite like you. Your perspective, your point of view, your insight, it's a layer. And you bring something to the party. That's why I wrote down. <laughs> you bring something to the party, this party. The party of getting to know this and of getting to know God's heart better. What you bring, what you read, how you understand the Bible, it's valid. It's one of these layers. It might not look like a whole tree. It might just look like a few dots and dashes. But when it's mixed in with everything else from everybody else, it is a beautiful thing and it is revealing God's heart. I don't read the Bible. I wrestle the Bible. I explore the Bible. And I adventure the Bible. Maybe this is when I needed the hat. Okay? I adventure the Bible. I live it. The Bible lives in me and it lives through me. This is not just academic. This is not just some head knowledge that I can pull out a Bible verse when I need it and quote it at you. The Bible is an adventure story and I'm the main character. Ha ha! Well, I mean, you are as well when you read it. It's not just me. It's not all about me. <laughs> it's all about me. Oh, Becky, come on, stay with it. I get too excited up here, that's a problem. Okay. <laughs> God, through his word, reveals his heart to me, and he shows me my place within it, my place in his heart, my place in his world, my place in his family, and all of that through his word, through his book. I get to live it out every single day. It's not just up here in my head. It's what I do, it's what I live, it's what I breathe. It's how I wake up. It's how I behave with my family. It's how I am at work with my friends. It's how I am on a bad day. It's how I am on a good day. It's how I am on the worst day of my life. That's, that's what I mean by I adventure it. The Bible, there's this, there's this beautiful verse, where is it? Isaiah 40. Grass withers, flowers fade, but God's word will stand forever. 1 Peter has the same thing. God's word remains forever. It doesn't matter if you're in the best day or the worst day. Because... God's word is living in and through you. And I get to live it out every day, but I also forget it. I also get distracted. I also get frustrated and I make mistakes. And that's why we've got to stay in it. That's why we've got to just like dive into it. 
Because it's right here. It's right, well, it's not. It's right here, actually. It's right here. It's right here. Or it's right here. And some of it is in here and in here. And it lives in me and it lives through me. And some of it's just woven through me because I've had more than 30 years of living with the Bible, of reading the Bible, of having the stories told to me, of learning the songs, of memorizing the Bible verses, the action pack, um, all of those things. Like, I am so grateful to God. I'm so grateful to God that I've had that. But just because I've had that doesn't mean that I can now carry on through my life happy and I don't have to open it again. Because every time I open it, there's something new for me of God's heart. Every time I open it, God's got something new, something precious, something that is going to change and add to the picture I have of him and his heart. There's so many ways to read your Bible. There's so many ways to engage with God's word. Mix it up. Read it in the morning, the evening lunchtime, the other times in the day. Wake up in the night and read it. Don't. don't, Well, you can. I would not, personally, given a choice. Listen to it. Read it with your friends. Read it with your neighbors. Read it with your cat. Learn it. Sing it. Draw it. Act it out. Make a feature-length movie. There's, I mean, God is the most creative being ever, and he gave us a book. But he gave us a book to inspire every possible way you could think of of engaging with his word. Mix it up and dive in. Don't read the Bible. Wrestle with it. Explore it and adventure it, love it, and continually ask the question, what is this showing me about God's heart, and what is this showing me about my place within it? Um, Should we pray? Should we do that? Would you like to stand, just get the blood flowing? You can do a little dance like me. I think I forgot about not dancing about halfway through, and then I started doing it. Everyone's like, yeah, you did, Becky. (laughs) If, you feel, if anyone else needs, you can do it now, do a little bit of something. Um, let's, yeah, oh, Holy Spirit, thank you so much. Holy Spirit, thank you that you speak to us through your word. We thank you that you are continually revealing your heart to us and that you have made us the main characters in your book that the adventure is ours alongside you in our everyday lives. Lord, right now, I just ask that you would inspire us again. Inspire us again to pick up your word, to engage with it, to wrestle with it, to ask those really difficult questions and to go looking for the answers. Just right now, I just pray freedom to do that. Freedom from feeling like it's not okay to question your word. God, I praise you that you are so much bigger than any of our questions. 
And Lord, I thank you for the unique perspective that you have given each one of us. Thank you that as we bring those and we share those together, that it builds up a bigger picture, a richer picture of your heart. And Jesus, I pray that you would help us as we adventure your word together as a family. As we live it out day after day, that you would weave it into us and through us. Holy Spirit, we just welcome you now. And we glorify you, Jesus. We thank you, Father. Amen.